Hey guys, this is the Proven Progress Podcast, and this is all about creating the life that you truly desire. So if at any point you guys are ready to make the next step in transforming your life, you want some more free resources, head on over to my website, bonnieprovincial.com. That's B-O-N-N-I-E. P-R-O-V-E-N-C-A-L dot com. And you can grab lots of free resources there, some reflection guides, some transformation guides, and a workbook. There's a workbook there if you're totally stuck. So grab those resources because together I want to transform your life the same as I've transformed my own. And I'm going to continue to share lots of insights and ideas of what really got me unstuck because everybody deserves to live a life of their dreams instead of their distractions. Hey guys, I want to talk to you today about becoming who you really are at your core. And so of, you know, last week we talked about big audacious goals and you have to have those in your life. I, I feel like I really drilled that home for you. But when it comes to the B, right? Dream, be, do. That's the three-step process to creating the life of your dreams, of the life that you truly desire. So today, we're going to really break down the B of that. And the B is really, it's the easiest part, but it is the hardest because it is the scariest Okay, when I when I say the easiest part, I mean, dreaming can be easy, but it's it's also very difficult to know exactly what you want. And so when you were creating your dream, I want you to have that really close at mind. But now when we go to B, this sometimes changes your dream, because when you think about who you want to be, and who you are at your core, the parts of you that you have maybe forgotten about or not expressed or think that you can't express because people won't like you when you show up that way. All of a sudden, when you are brave enough to express who you truly are, what really fills up your soul, when you express that, sometimes it changes your dream. And that's the way it was for me. Absolutely, because when I was dreaming my dream initially, my dream was to start a construction business and, and a, as, as a carpenter and maybe do renovations and decks and those kinds of things. And in along that journey, I was really trying to figure out how I could do great business because I had I had had a business framing before that failed. Uh, because I didn't know really how to set healthy boundaries with my family, how many hours I was working. I wasn't able to delegate tasks to the employees that I had. I didn't know how to trust the employees that I have. I didn't know how to empower them. And so therefore, I thought I needed to do everything myself. I thought that I was so special that I couldn't delegate anything to these other people. And so I was working 16-hour days while I had newborn twins at home, And that wasn't working. So I'd already had that experience of that business that I had. It was profitable. It wasn't a financial failure. It was a failure in my personal life because I wasn't able to show up. And even the times that I was at home, I was thinking about my business, stressed about my business, and 
exhausted from running my business. Physically building a house is physically exhausting and I was just exhausted. I, I couldn't play with my kids. I couldn't do anything. And so this, I was going to do this again, right? I was stepping out to do this same thing again and I wanted to ensure that I wasn't gonna make those same mistakes again. So on that journey, I really dove deep into learning about business, learning about all these different concepts. And the thing that came up was whatever got you to exactly where you are today is what's gonna hold you back. And I had to really unpack that and figure it out for myself. And it also talked about stories that we're telling ourselves and stories of who we think we have to be or who we think we are and, and how we think that we need to achieve certain things. And so when I unpacked all of that for myself, I realized that me being a carpenter working construction was a really safe thing for me to do. Uh, because I could step back and say, well, I'm still really good at this for being a girl. And that was a crutch. That was an excuse of if I wasn't the best, if I wasn't really good, I would still be really good in a male-dominated world, right? In, in an industry that's completely dominated by men. For me to be a woman in that field, that's significant. That's impressive. And that's something that everybody wants, whether we're willing to admit it out loud, significance is a human need of ours. We want to be significant, we want to be special, we want to be unique. And that was that source for me, was if I went out and did something that only men were doing, I would be special because I was there as a woman. And so, because I wanted to feel special and enough. And when I took business in school and I went out into the business world, I also was in direct competition with all people equal to me. I didn't have that crutch of, well, I'm doing pretty good for just being a girl. There, we were all, there was women everywhere killing it, right? And so that was a little bit more a dangerous place to go out and, and say I'm really going for something, right? That was a piece of it. That was a, that was a safety net for me to go and do this thing. Um, another safety net was I knew that I could physically work hard. I knew I could physically perform, right? I knew I could move that stack of lumber over there to over there. And I knew that I could work physically hard and, and use my physical fitness to do that. And so that was another thing where this was a really safe bet for me. This was a safe success. I've had success in the past physically working, so I know that I could do that. And so those were some safe choices for me to branch out into this career in construction. And that's really my, my physical hard work and my uniqueness of being a girl in the industry is really what I think made people pay attention to me, is what got me to, to advance to the point of my success. And so, as I, was, I was, as I was reflecting of all of these things, of why I was where I was, and if I was just gonna do more of those things, if I was just going to do more of the same thing, because construction, as I would go and work construction, I would come home very frustrated and angry and upset because I didn't like having to charge people money for me to come and fix something for them to be functional, and I didn't know how to profit off of that. I, I felt awful, I felt sleazy profiting off of an 85 year old woman who just needs her deck fixed, who's living off of a fixed retirement income, and like if I get paid for my time, I could always, I could always feel okay and comfortable with that, um, but I needed to be able to 
contribute something more. Like the profit part for my business, I didn't know how to charge for that and not feel guilty about it. And so the thing was, is that when you become the person you are designed to be, I was not designed to put my head down and work. I'm very good at that. I'm very good at just working and being a general laborer. But for me, that's hiding. That's me hiding behind failure. That's me hiding behind the crutch of pretty good for a girl. That's me hiding behind physical labor because I don't have to put myself out there intellectually, right? That's the, that was all a shield for me. That was all hiding. And so when I started to actually think about what gave me the most energy and the most passion, even though I can get passionate about building a deck and I do enjoy that, that's something that I will always do for fun where I don't have to overcharge people but what fills me up at my soul is pointing out other people's value that they don't see in themselves is helping people understand how they can contribute to our world how they can contribute to our society that is what fills me up it fills me up when I'm having a conversation with a colleague about how he hates his job and he's a carpenter because his dad was a carpenter and that's just what he did. You know, he went to university for a small amount of time, like six months, he was gonna go into political science and then he freaked out because how am I ever gonna get a job in this? And he went back to what was familiar. So he became a carpenter. He was a journeyman carpenter. He had more education in carpentry. He was a far better carpenter than I was. And as, as I was getting ready to go on this journey to go become a coach, you know, I was really hesitant to share what I was actually doing because in, in construction and trades, I was scared of some judgment there. But when I finally did, when I said, you know what, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be a life coach. I'm going to help people improve their lives and, and get what they really want in their life. And he's just like, you know what, that is so amazing. And, and he totally changed the physiology, like his face lit up and got, his eyes got huge, his posture changed, everything about his physiology changed. And he started to tell a story about helping young autistic kids and helping young people figure out what they're designed for. And then he said, I've always wanted to be a guidance counselor. And and it was just like in that moment, in like creating that safe space of like, I'm sharing with you what I truly want to do. As this tough carpenter, he was able to share what he really wanted to do. And then this conversation started about, well, why aren't you going to do that? Well, why are you here then? How come you're not in school to be a guidance counselor? What, like, why? And so now that was about six months ago that we had that conversation. And now he's getting ready to sign up for school to be a guidance counselor. He's quit his job so that he's committed himself and he's really doing his own becoming and, and reshaping who he is in his life. Because we all have a story. We all have a story of who we think we need to be in order to be accepted who we are designed to be. Okay, well, my dad was a carpenter, so I'm going to be a carpenter. And when we think about who we are at the core, and, and when I pointed this out to him, I pointed it out and said, do you know how rare that is? Do you know how rare it is that when you, somebody tells a story about, an, about helping an autistic child, that they are totally lit up and fulfilled by that, right? There's not very many people in this world like you that can do that and you're doing the world a disservice by being a carpenter because even though you're really good at it 
that's not who you are designed to be. This world needs more people like you who are going to help children, who are going to help people that is really frustrating for other people to, to deal with because we don't know how. And he was totally filled up by that idea. And I know that you have something inside you that is not expressed, that you really want to do, that's been on your heart for a really long time and you haven't told anybody. You've been really scared to tell anybody because you think they're going to think you're stupid or they're going to laugh at you or they're going to tell you you could never do that or they're going to think you're totally silly. But I need you to understand that by you not expressing that part of yourself, you're doing the world a disservice. And it might not always look at, it might not only always look as, oh, okay, instead of being carpenters, now, you know, Bonnie's a life coach and this other guy is going to be a guidance counselor. It might not always look like a career change, a total life path change. But for example, if let's say you are in the world of like finance, you, you give people financial advice and you think that the only way to get clients is that you have to show up, act a certain way, be a certain way so that they will trust you and like you. You think that you need to show up as somebody else, not the real you. That maybe you, if they found out certain things about you, they wouldn't, they wouldn't want to be your client. So you're hiding a piece of you away because you think that if people knew that about you, they wouldn't want to trust you with their business. And the truth is, is that if you exp that that thing that you're hiding inside of you is actually showing up in your life as anxiety, it's showing up in your life as stress, it's showing up as frustration, as anger, it's showing up in all these other ways because it's unexpressed. You know, like maybe you are an, in an incredible artist and if people saw that you were an incredible artist, they would think, well, then she can't be good with finances because they have it. There's a, this story of if we're really creative and expressive, then we can't be hardcore in finance. You know, something, something silly like that. When, when I say it out loud, it sounds silly, but that's an example of in reality, we have told ourselves these things that if I go out and try to be inspirational and motivational to other people to improve their life, that people won't like me because in the past when like when you get around people who don't want to be helped when you get around people who don't want more they don't want to hear that they don't want to hear those things and so maybe i've gotten some harsh feedback when i was really young about you know what bonnie like you don't know everything you're not you don't know the way you don't know me that's not something I can do and, and had some really harsh feedback in that. And when I'm talking young, I'm talking like when I was like in seventh grade trying to motivate a, a basketball team member, you know, or, or a softball team member, because I've had this in me from a very young age of trying to bring people together, bring the best out of individuals so that we can all achieve something phenomenal as a team. That's something I've always had in me. You know, I found an old journal that even proves it. My mom found it and when she was cleaning out my old room. It was something I didn't even remember. You know, and it was from 2002, so I would have been in the ninth grade. And it's all these inspirational and motivational quotes that I have written down in my journal. And I know for a fact I did not show up 
to, to practice. I didn't show up to the team and say those things because I was in the ninth grade and I was playing on a team of people that were in the 12th grade. And I didn't think I could inspire those people. I didn't think that I could help grow those people. And, you know, now looking back that I've, that I've um, said and made like public statements that this is what I'm going to do. All of those people from my past have reached out and privately emailed me and said, it's, I'm not surprised you're doing this. You've always been a huge inspiration to me. And, and it was just, even in that, it was just like, okay, now I know this is like, this is really what I'm meant to be. It's what I'm designed to be. And you have something that you're designed to be too. You have a part of you that you're meant to express. And the, the, you know what, our level of happiness, our level of peace, of inner peace, comes in direct proportion to the amount of ourselves that we're really allowed to be. Because we spend our whole entire childhood, our whole entire young adolescent life, we spend that making armor around ourselves. And that armor shows up in looking like perfectionism, as humor. Some people just consistently make fun of themselves because they want to make sure that nobody else, like, like, don't worry, I know I'm a joke. And, and some people use humor as armor. Some people use, I don't care what anybody thinks about me as armor. So like, I'm not going to try. And that's their armor because if they showed up and they were perceived to care, then it would matter. And if they really gave out their full effort and what, and they weren't enough, then that is pain. But when you hide behind, I don't give a crap, right? I don't give a flying hoot about what anybody thinks about me and I'm not going to try my hardest. That's safe because you always have, you always know inside you didn't give it your all. And, and you can fall back on if I really wanted to, I probably could. But then you don't have to face the fear of your own failure. You don't have to face the fear of not being enough. Because really, that's why we make armor. That's why we pretend to be somebody else. Is because we feel like we're not enough. And that is at the core of every single person's being of, of why they change who they are is because they think that when they show up as themselves, they're not enough. And every time we show up as not ourself and, and other people like it and we get positive feedback from those people, it, it is that positive feedback loop that, see, if you had shown up as yourself, they wouldn't have liked you. And it's like that, see, this is the person you need to pretend to be. And sometimes we've been doing this for so long. Sometimes we've been doing this this persona. We've been going out into the world with this armor. And we've been doing that for so long that we don't even know who we really are. All right? So, so that's how, how you become clear as to who you really are is really important. And, and when you're creating that dream, you need to think of the person you need to become in order to live that way. And, and becoming that person is about figuring out who is really inside of you because that's where your power is. Your power lies when you can show up as yourself and be fully committed to what you're doing, to what you're saying, to who you're being. And that's how other people trust you. That's how other people trust in who you are and what you're doing. 
Because when you pretend to show up as something else, you always have that fear of, oh my gosh, what if they figure it out? Oh my gosh, what if they really know who I am? Oh my gosh, what if they really know I'm only doing this for the money? What if they really know I'm only trying to make this sale because I need to feed my family? What if they know? What if they won't know? What if they know? And we think we have to go out and pretend and show up as a certain way. And the truth is, when you want total freedom, total happiness, total joy in your dream life, you got to get back to the core of who you are. So pay attention, pay attention to what brings you the most energy, what brings you the most joy. What stories do you tell when you're talking about your day that are the highlights? What is the best part of your day? How do you replicate that? Okay, what is, when you do something, who do you help that is the the most energetic help that you can, right? It's like, how do you, what fills your soul? What if after you do it, say it takes you, it takes you eight hours to help someone. And after that eight hours, it felt like eight minutes and you had more energy when the time you were done than when you entered. That's what we were designed to do. And you got to figure out what that is for you. Right? When I go in and I talk to a room full of people, it goes by like that. And when I leave, I am ready to like conquer the world. I would have the energy to build 10 houses in 10 hours is how I feel. Because that when I am contributing to other people's lives, when I'm helping other people become more of themselves, when I'm helping other people figure out their own psychology and what's holding them back, when I help people get themselves out of their own way that is what brings me extreme joy and passion for other people talking to a room full of people sounds like a panic attack and that's what's so unique about all of us and that's why you got to figure out what brings you energy you know when I think about when I think about helping someone medically like like say if I was gonna give somebody stitches that nauseates me. I could never stitch up somebody's cut. For somebody else, that's so cool and awesome and exciting. Everybody is different. You are unique and you are significant and you are different because you are you. And when you show up as not you, you know it inside. And whether you know it consciously or subconsciously, you need to figure out what brings you joy and brings you energy and why and why you are where you are. You know what, even that self-reflection for me, figuring out why am I doing what I'm doing right now? Why am I working construction right now? You know, I'm a little bit of an unlikely candidate for being a, a construction superintendent. You know, like I'm a little bit of an unlikely candidate for a house framer. You know, I'm five foot six, like not not super strong and fit compared to a lot of construction men. And so it's like, why would I show up and, and want to build a house? And you know what? My body paid the ultimate price for that. I'm not designed for that. I'm not designed to go physically work hard, like overexerting my body for 16 hours a day. And so now I have osteoarthritis in my back, you know, like now even like at 32, I have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning because I'm just, tortured and tortured and tortured and killed my body. People do the same thing with emotional stress. You know, I put physical stress on my body, 
But what is the emotional stress of doing something that is totally against who you are? When you are so anxious and so worried about people finding out who you are. What is the emotional stress toll that is having on your body? How has it affected your health? How has it affected your heart? How has it affected your diet? How has it affected the relationships with your kids? Does that mean that since you had that high stress day, you have to come home and have a bottle of wine or a six pack of beer every night to de-stress? What are the things you're doing to de-stress that are taking away from your long-term life, taking away from your relationships in the long-term or in the short-term? And I want you to really think about that. And I hope that that motivates you. I hope that doesn't offend you if I'm describing your situation. I hope it motivates you to go out there and, and reflect on who you are and what you're doing and why. Because when I give that example, that was me. I would come home from work every day, frustrated, angry. I would lash out on my kids. And so then I would drink, I would have one or two drinks so that I could de-stress and show up as patient with my family. And the day came where I said, I didn't want to have to drink alcohol in order to tolerate my family. The day came that my wife said, we would rather you work on the weekends because you make everybody miserable. Those days came for me. And sometimes we don't have those people in our lives that are going to be that brutally honest. Sometimes we don't have those moments that happen that wake us up. You know what? Like when people in your life, tragedy happens, people pass away because of certain things and that shocks you and wakes you up. Don't wait for that. You know what? When you're in your cage and you're thinking nobody understands you and nobody understands your level of stress. Something can come in and rattle that cage like a bankruptcy, a divorce, a, a sick child, losing somebody to drunk driving. Those things can come in and rattle your cage and you, then you make a change. Don't wait for one of those things to happen because you can also rattle your cage from the inside out. You can figure out why you got yourself in there and why are you living this life of frustration? Why are you living this life of anxiety? Why are you living this life of worry? Because our lives truly are, our lives truly are the, the, the top two emotions that we feel all the time. So it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank, if you're frustrated and angry, you have a life full of frustration and anger. It doesn't matter how great of people you have around you, if you're frustrated and angry every day, it doesn't matter how much joy your children have, you will have a life of frustration and anger. And so when you're measuring your life, you need to look at the emotions you're feeling. You know, and if your life is full of worry and anxiety, is that the kind of life you wanna have? Is that the kind of life you wanna live? And you really gotta ask yourself those questions and think of the person you wanna become. And then the next step in that is figuring out why the hell you are where you are. Because we can't change ourselves if we don't know ourselves. We can't grow ourselves if we don't even know where to begin. So this is my plug for self-awareness, okay? Because becoming who you really are at your core is about figuring out who you are right now and how much of that is true and how much of the stories of your life that you think you're living, how much of those stories are true and how much are crap, okay? Because we all tell our story, we all tell ourselves crap sometimes. And it, the problem is that we believe it. And when you believe you can only be a carpenter, when you believe you can only be a secretary, when you believe you can only be a mom, when you believe you can only be whatever you are right now, that's a story of crap. And when 
when you're believing that crap, you can never get out and change. And so that's step number one, is figuring out why you are where you are and why you're living that story. You know, and, and that, was, that was the most powerful thing I've ever done in my life. All right, so I, I challenge you guys with doing that. Okay, because we're going through dream, be, do. If you go back to the last episode, it's about setting big, audacious goals for your life. Okay, that's the dream. And so this is about being. This is about being who you really are, becoming who you really are. And you know what? You might have to go back and modify the dream now that once you figure that out, once you figure out who you really are at your core. And sometimes we don't want to know that because it looks really scary to share that side of us because we're not certain people are going to like us. We're not certain the people around us are going to stay. We're not certain of any of those things. And that's something that's really important to us. We need to be certain. We want to be. So you need to be certain with the fact that you want to become who you are. And you need to be certain with the idea that you've figured everything out up until this point. You know? And and you need to be certain that the relationships that where the people value them you the most people see you and you don't you just don't know you know like my wife saw who I was for a really long time and so and there's a lot of people you know what my mom my dad actually saw me for who I really was and when I announced this crazy thing that I was gonna do there's a lot of people who said I am so not surprised it's about time I'm so happy you're doing this. You actually have no idea the impact you had on my life before you were even doing this. I had people that I, I haven't talked to since we were in the 10th grade, you know? And, and people see you. You don't see you. And so the more you show up as you, the more people will step out into the light and say, yeah, it's about time. Because you have been doing the world a disservice by not doing this, all right? And so it seems really scary, but it doesn't have to be. Okay, and you can do it. All right, so that's going to wrap up this episode, but I want you guys to take it really seriously and, and do it and really try to become who you really are by figuring out why on earth you are where you are. All right, so next episode is going to be all about the do, right? Dream, be, do, three steps to having the life you truly desire. And the doing is going to be all about our habits and why on earth we're doing the things we do. And the reality is, is that it's because it's all a habit. And when we take a look at what daily actions are going to get us to our big audacious goal and how to bring in some new habits, get rid of some ones that don't serve us, that's when we really start moving the needle forward. But we need to be able to be that person so that we can put in the work. Because if you're a carpenter that's really meant to be a guidance counselor, you will never be happy and never be willing or interested in putting in the work of being the best carpenter you can be, if that's your big audacious goal, right? If you're meant at your core to be a guidance counselor, you'll never show up and do the work as a carpenter, if that makes any sense. So please do not downplay this step, and I hope to see you next time, because I'm really excited to get through this whole process. All right. Make the rest of your week great. All right, I hope you guys liked that episode. If you did, you can rate and review this on wherever you're listening to it, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and that really helps me get this out there. If you guys could show share it on your social media, if this impacted you at all, it will likely impact others around you. So if you just take a screenshot and share it on your social media. We can really transform more lives. I truly believe that 
people show up the most energetic and vibrant when they're doing what they truly want to do. And we need more people out there to be doing the things they want to do instead of the things that they feel like they have to do. So I hope I'm helping you on that path. And if so, please share this. Do go to my website, bonnieprovincial.com to get some free resources there that are going to help you take even more steps to transforming your life. And further to that, if you are interested in the Dream Be Do blueprint, stay tuned. It's something I'm working on right now that I'm going to be offering as a free resource as well. So be checking back on my website for when that comes live. I hope that you are making progress every day to the life you truly desire. And don't forget, it just takes three steps to change your life. Dream Be Do. Bye for now.